Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Exciting edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Oyd Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, we're going to talk about righteousness, aren't we? Yes, we're going to talk about righteousness again. We can't talk, you know what? God's Word is so good. And, and the scripture says this though, in Matthew, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Look how the Holy Spirit just dropped that one on us. God wants to fill you. And the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So God wants to strengthen us with all might according to his glorious power. And uh, he wants us to feed on his word, especially the subject, you know, of righteousness, being in right standing with God. And when we receive, receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, bam, righteousness just came upon you right there. You're in right standing with God. You're not an enemy to God anymore. You're not an enemy. You're a friend of me. <laughs> Get it? Friend of me. You're a friend of God's now. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people take words like righteousness, sanctification, justification, and they make them so it's almost impossible to understand. Right. Righteousness, as we're talking about here, is just barely being made right before God. That's you are it. now right before. You don't have to be in fear of him. You don't have to hope that you'll be all right with him, that you can stand before him knowing that you have been made right and with stand him. Stand before him without a sense of guilt and inferiority. Because right. you're in right standing. It's like a child. My kids come to me. Boy, they come to me and ask daddy for anything with confidence. They don't be all shaking and shivering. Oh, daddy. No, they come with confidence and right because they know they're part of the family. They have a right to do this. They go in the refrigerator like it's the thing to do. They don't ask for permission. But other people come that's outside my family. They have to ask for permission and they know that. But when you're in right standing with your daddy or your family, you know there's membership has its privileges and that's where we are we jesus came to redeem reconcile and restore us back to the father and the scripture refers that to that as righteousness you know i like that analogy because anybody who lives in the house knows they can just go get in the refrigerator whenever they want but if you, you don't go into somebody else's house right. and start uh, rummaging through their richard i know you've been knowing you for a few years now but i know if you invite me over to your house i know i don't have a right to just go <laughs> in the refrigerator i'm not going to even do it Right. We wouldn't even think about it. Wouldn't even think twice. Right. So, but if I'm in the family now, if I was grafted into the family, I would have that right to do that. And I just want to refer to a scripture over here. You referred to it uh, yesterday in Romans chapter 3. And there's a lot of revelation in uh, Romans, especially concerning righteousness. And read the book of Romans. If you want to know anything about righteousness, read the book of Romans. The it's first four chapters of Rome, right. Romans. Just gives the whole gospel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start at chapter 3, verse 19. Look what he says. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. <laughs> okay. That every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified or declared righteous in his sight. For the, by the law is the knowledge of sin. So he's talking about those Ten Commandments. That just gave you a knowledge of what right and wrong was. 
sin. We, so we, you'd realize you were a sinner. Well, we we know it now in, in our society we live in, in America. We have a lot of laws on the book. And we understand if we break those laws, there's some consequences. We got some big laws, some big, small laws. We got some jaywalking laws. They call them infractions. Yeah, your boy ain't always been a pastor. Say, am I broken some of the country's laws or the city or county's laws? And there's consequences to those laws. So, Old Testament, God through Moses set up some laws. You call well, them see, the command. The commands. purpose of the law, though, is to let us know we are sinners. Right, to let master. you know, oh, that's the boundary. That's the it's sin right there. master to know that we're sinners. Because if there wasn't no laws, we wouldn't know you didn't have to run. You can cross any light. If, if there's a stop, no stop signs, just go across it. Because laws keep you in those from crossing certain boundaries. So I'm going to keep reading here. Look at verse 21, Romans 3, 20 now. Look, oh, man, this is good news. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Oh, it's revealed where? In the scriptures. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Again, that's where righteousness comes. It says, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. So it's available to all, and it's on all who believe. So all you got to do is receive. Receive Jesus. Okay, for there is no difference. Verse 23, for all have sinned. Anybody that's been born is a sinner. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Meaning, when Adam and Eve did what they did in the garden, mankind lost the glory of God. That Shekinah glory that was on us, it departed. That's why our spirits was dead to God. But when you get born again, your spirit is now alive to God and you have become righteous. Now, verse 24, being justified or declared righteous freely by his grace. Oh, it's still free. You can't pay for this righteous, Richard. It's free by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He keeps equating righteousness with Christ Jesus. No wonder he said in Corinthians, for he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus is that door to righteousness. Back to right, we can't right. be righteous without him. You can't do it Our without righteousness him. Righteousness right. is filthy rags. Yeah, right. Well, I'm self-righteous. Well, yeah, you self-righteous because you got to be Christ. You got to go but through see, Jesus Christ. See, the same way Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves with fig leaves, we try to cover ourselves and our sin with, with good, good works. works. <laughs> right. See, we... we well, I do this and I do that, so I'm trying to cover myself. I'm a little more righteous than no you, Richard. No matter what we do, though, we cannot cover our own sin. It just There's not enough that you well, can do to cover it. I got a cup right here in the Scripture, and I got some glasses in my hand. I'm not going to put them in the cup because it's full of water. But the Scripture always refers to us as in Christ Jesus. So as long as I'm in this cup, which represents Christ Jesus, who is perfect, who's no, there's no imperfections, as long as I stay in him, guess what? Oh, I'm in right standing. I'm in right standing. So when again, God, God looks at me, right, when he sees me, he sees me in Christ Jesus. Remember, right. if any man is in Christ His Jesus. righteousness. See, where we try to do good works to wrap ourselves and hide our sin, mm-hmm. he takes good... Jesus' righteousness and wraps our right. sins so they're now invisible. Now, he doesn't see them. And now you'll get a revelation of all the scriptures that talks about in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. Old things are past. Behold, all things become new. You just got to stay in Christ Jesus. Again, that's how you start off in righteousness by being in Christ Jesus. Because once well, you get in. That's how we him, stay in righteousness, too. You got to stay in Christ Jesus. Because if you get out, the devil going to mess you up. 
and, and bring condemnation and all that and say, you're not righteous because you sinned last week. Well, you got to stay righteous by confessing that and, and understanding what he said in 1 John. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's for the believer that missed the mark, that fell short of the glory, that sinned. You could come back because God, remember the prodigal, we talked about him yesterday. He missed the mark. He said, give me mine, I'm going. I'm going to Vegas, and I'm going to be doing some riotous living. But and he, he ended up getting broke and found himself working in the pig pens. And he, he came to his senses, the scriptures, Jesus said. And he realized, oh, jeez, the lowliest person in my father's house is doing better than I am <laughs> yeah, right now. this isn't working for me. Let me do this. I know my father has great love. I'm about to go back and apologize and believe in he going to take me back in. Well, what he believed was true. The father's servant met him afar off and said, Son, oh, that looked like your son, your boy coming. He a little toe up. <laughs> That's him. What the father said, get the robe. Get the fat ring. And that, the fat, that fat cat, the fat, don't get no anyone. Don't get the skinny one. Don't get Richard's cow. Get, get Vincent's cow, that fat one back there. And we're going to have a feast for him. Because my son who was lost is now found. That's how God is. He's not righteous. Back, he's he was never out of right standing. He took himself out of right standing. But as far as God was, he was still his son who was lost. That's now found. But here, let's keep reading here over in Romans. Look what he says here. We go to Romans three twenty three. But uh, let's go back to twenty two. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. It's all about believing. Jesus said, "Repent and believe the gospel." But there is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sets forth as a propitiation by his blood. Oh, there's that blood again I'm going to be talking about on Easter. By his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Huh. He passed over some sins that were previously committed. Oh, that was before I was born. Some sins were previously committed by Adam and Eve. God says, I'm going to overlook all that. Verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. Oh, man, that's all you need to do is get this righteousness. Richard, just have faith in Jesus? Well, see, and then he talks. That's simple. That's too simple. I got to do some works, man. He has to be just. You know, as he talks there about the fact that he overlooks sin, that's the sin in our own life. People say all the time, they say, they'll look around, they'll see something going on in the world, they'll see people doing evil things. They say, why doesn't God do something? And a lot of times, what they mean by that is, how come God doesn't get that guy? How come he doesn't get that person? How come God. Same reason he didn't get you when you was doing yours. No, see? He, he overlooks sin in that sense in giving people time. If God got everybody the first chance if everybody he had got to what they deserved. Them, well, if he if he zapped everybody the first chance he had to zap them, everybody would be zapped. We would never if he didn't overlook sin in Vince's life up to the point where you got saved, you would have never been saved. If he hadn't overlooked amazing sin grace in life that before I got saved, I'd have never been saved. If he gets everybody when he has opportunity to get them, then nobody would ever be saved. So he overlooks sin in our life so that we can come to faith in Jesus Christ. And as we come to faith in Jesus, then those sins are absolutely covered up and they are gone and we are made right before him. 
And so he can't wink at sin. He can't just let it go. In order to be just, we're told there, he has to then, the blood of Jesus has to be what covers our sin. So God can't be unjust. He can't just wink at sin. He can't just say, well, that's I, I don't care about that. I'm, I, sin doesn't matter anymore. He has to be a God of justice, and his justice is satisfied by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know what? The Bible says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us. Jesus is always reminding the Father of what was accomplished at Calvary. He's always, he's at the right hand of the Father. And the scripture says we're seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, because we're the body of Christ. But Jesus is always reminding the Father, Dad, I, I paid for that. Remember Calvary? I, I paid for, let's pass over those sins that were previously committed. So we have to know that, and we have to, I tell people in our witnessing institute, winning the loss at all costs, you have to be able to communicate this with simplicity to people. God, I tell people all the time, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He so loved the world. He gave his son. Well, then and, people say, well, this is too easy. This well, is too well, easy. It doesn't have to be complicated. It don't have to Faith be complex. Jesus Christ, See, and that's, that's what, how we get saved. That's what religion does. Complicates the thing. Makes it, you got to go say 10 Hail Marys. Well, you got to go to church. Go and confess you this to so-and-so. You got to yeah. wear the right clothes. And you got to start packing a Bible. Right. And, you know, all these things. You got to wear a long dress this now. Is, take off it. those pants. Take off that makeup. You got to do all that. Well, what's no. incredible is that people, and this is this is a lot of churches, not just any one particular one. If somebody comes to church, starts coming, and they start coming every week, and they wear a suit or they wear a dress, and their kids are scrubbed, and they look right, and they stand right, and they stand up when they're supposed to, and they sit down when they're, and they don't cause too much. After a while, everybody's just going to assume they're a Christian. Oh yeah, because they they ain't never received righteousness or Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They They look look the part, Mm -hmm. and so they're doing what we think they should do, but works in any form, whether that's going to church every week and looking the part or whatever. You know what, Richard? Won't cut it. So many people do that every Sunday, and you. I heard this story about anybody can fake it for an hour. Huh? Anybody can fake it for an hour. Well, I heard this pastor was faking it for at least ten, fifteen years. And he fessed up to the congregation that he never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He was pastoring. So anybody can put on a front, but he, he after, you know, faith does come by hearing. I, he kept on hearing the word. He was preaching. He, he, he was con- convicted. Convicted. I got a confession to make, guys. I never got born again. I just went to church all my life, and y'all called me to be the pastor. But I never got born again. And I remember one pastor at the church I went to in our town he tells the time about when he got hired on to his nomination. And the only thing they asked him was, uh, can you preach? He said, yeah, you got the job. <laughs> they didn't ask him anything else. You know, what, what do you believe? They asked him. And he says that. He says that all they asked me at the meeting when they were hiring me for the pastor's job is, can I preach? That's all they wanted to know. We don't want to know nothing else, but can you preach? See, there are a lot of people that are good public speakers. Right. That That's what they wanted. Are you a good public speaker? You got the job then. <laughs> right. And it doesn't have anything, you don't have to have anything to do with faith to be a good public speaker. Right, 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 right. So we got to, uh, we got to, uh, yeah, we just got to walk in our righteousness, man. And uh, and for the believers, you know, this, this broadcast is always designed to ignite one's faith on fire. And we want believers to, to understand, get an understanding of righteousness and communicate that to others. Once you find out who you are, 
Again, we say this every Sunday before our service. We raise up our Bible and say, this is our Bible. We are who it says we are. We have what it says we have. We can do what it says we can do. And you have to understand that Jesus came to redeem and reconcile and restore mankind back to God. So you're in right standing with God. That's what it means to be righteous. And as we was reading, I was looking here in Romans. It goes down to say, it, um, we're going to start picking up at Romans chapter 4, 1. Because he talks about Abraham, the father of uh, righteousness. I'm going to start at 4, 1. Romans chapter 4, verse 1. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, was found according to the flesh? Well, if Abraham was justified, mean, mean, remember, declared righteous by works, uh-oh, he had something to boast about, <laughs> but not before God. You know, he could boast, but, but not before God. They out there, Richard, they boasting, but they can't come to God. Well, see, and the scripture that he's talking there mm -hmm. is, is Abraham, was Abraham declared righteous before he was circumcised or after? Right. He was declared righteous before. Oh, right. And a lot after. of religious so people wanted you to get works. snapped first. But I mean, it wasn't about work. See, if, right. if he had been declared righteous after he was circumcised, he could brag about that. Circumcision there being symbolic of works. Right. So he says, was he sanctified? Was he made righteous by his circumcision? Or after? Before his works or after his works? He was declared says he believed God. That's it. And that's, it was that's what he did first. Right. right. So and now it's years later that he is circumcised. Right. So, so he's not he is not declared righteous because of his works, because now, of his circumcision. Because we know in Galatians, faith without works is dead. So after he'd been in right relationship with God, in right standing, God told him to do something. Out of his obedience, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get circumcised, me and my whole household. Right. But he didn't do that when That's God not first. what caused him to right. get saved. Right, that didn't cause him but to see, be saved. That, see, we get confused there. Right. And even the Jews, obviously, were a little bit confused there because that's why he has to write this in, to the Romans. Was it before or after? Mm -hmm. Was he declared righteous before or after circumcision? Well, look what the and text says. the answer is before. Look what the text says. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast. Meaning the circumcision. Right. He has something to boast about, but not before God. Verse 3. Well, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. It didn't Abraham say Abraham circum got circumcised. No, he believed God. That's how faith comes. You got to believe the word of God. He believed God. Look, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. But I like this part. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, uh oh, that's me but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Oh, that's good news. See, you don't have to work for it. You just got to receive. That's your work right there, receiving. See, I really receiving like, the grace of God. I really like what the NIV says there. For him who works, it's not counted as a gift, but as an obligation. Right. So when you work, your boss doesn't give you a gift. He gives you what he owes you. Right. But here, and so uh, for the person who works... It's not a gift. It's counted as an obligation. But for the person who is after God's righteousness, it is a gift. It is not about works. It is not about any sort of obligation. It comes to us as the free gift of God. Well, and we just got to receive. You have to be receivers when it comes to God. You got to believe and receive. And later I'll on, though, that. he says here, then by this, do we nullify the law? He says, no, we uphold the law. See, mm -hmm. the law, he doesn't nullify the law by any of this. He upholds the law. 
what we have to understand once again is what is the purpose of the law? If the purpose of the law is to save us, the law is no good. It's worthless. But if the purpose of the law is to show us that we are sinners and point us to God's righteousness that comes through faith in Jesus Christ, then the law is perfect. So he says the law, he says, I don't nullify the law. I don't want to get rid of the law because we need the law so that people can understand they're sinners right. and can come to God for the righteousness that he provides that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. So he says, do we set aside the law? Is the law imperfect? No, the law is perfect for what it was intended to do. Its intention was never to save people because it has no power to do that. Its intention was to point people to the fact that they need the righteousness of God, which comes through faith in, in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And it always goes back to faith, faith in Jesus, well, Jesus Christ. See, here's the thing. You know, we're coming up on Easter and people talk about Jesus, I think maybe a little bit more than any other time, except for maybe Christmas. Jesus is an is not a part of the gospel. He is not a part of the Christian religion. He is the, the Christian religion. <laughs> He's the fulfillment. He is the gospel. <laughs> right, 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 right. See, it's not like Jesus is a peripheral part of everything. He's the central part. He is the main attraction. Christianity. Right, right, right. And I'm going to read this again out of Romans 4. Look at verse 5 again. We're going to go 5 and 6. But to him who does not work, but believes on him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Verse 6, just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Yeah, God imputes righteousness. As, receiving, as you receive his son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior, he declares you righteous apart from works. And it, it just gets so good. All of Romans, man, is just so good about righteousness. And I like to, uh, let me just go over here one more. Okay, look at verse 22 in that same scripture. Oh, man, there's so much in here. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone. He's talking about Abraham. It wasn't written for Abraham's sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. And right here in my Bible, I put Vince, his wife, and his family. But also us, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. That's good news right there. And that's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about, like you say, he is the gospel. And Jesus said, there's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right. There's only one where no one comes to the Father except through the Son. That's how you become righteous in the Father's eyes. It's through the sun. You got to stay in Christ Jesus, and you look real good. I look good as long as I'm in Christ Jesus. Outside of Christ Jesus, well, yeah. then it's our own filthy I'm, rags. I'm a filthy rag. Yeah, right. yeah. See, but I get because he who knew no sin was made sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God. I, I like that. That's that's the gospel. That's good news. And every here's the deal, though, Richard. Anybody, because God so loved the world, can get in on this. Anybody. The Bible says in Timothy. God desires that no man should perish, but that all may have eternal life. And we, we don't have to wait till Sunday when it's Easter to do it. You can do this any day. You can get saved right now in the privacy of your own home. Day. Yeah. The day if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. And if anybody out there listening right now and you haven't been declared righteous, you're not in right standing with God, the scripture says in Romans, it's a good book. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth 
that God sent Jesus and he died for us and he raised them up three days later, you'll be saved. You can do that right now in the privacy of your own home. And That's if, how I got saved, Richard. And if you're if you're listening right now and you think, well, I've been to church my whole life. I've always done gone to church. I've always been there. I went to Sunday school when I was a kid. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know what? You've never asked for forgiveness. You've never put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. It is not too late. Now is the time. Today is the day. And anybody who's listening who thinks, well, I've always been so bad. There's, you know, I, I just did too much. I don't think that there's any hope for me because I've just done too much. Know that the power of the blood of Jesus Christ can cover every sin. It doesn't matter what it is. Yes, yes, yes. It will cover it and you can be saved and you can become a child of God. It is so important for people. You know, I think we talked for just a few minutes about this yesterday and I think we need to hit it again. So many people... I'm convinced think that they've just done too much, that there's no hope for them. And I think there are a lot of Christian people that kind of make that judgment about other people. Mm -hmm. And there's, they do. Not they really do. A, there's not really any point in praying for those people. or There's not really any point in trying to help those people because they've just done too much. It's just too far gone. Nobody is just too far gone. Recently, I... I think there was a shooting where some there was a shooting or something went on and and the person that did it was killed and I actually heard a Christian say good we don't have to have a trial or anything for them. When Christians start thinking it's a good thing, I don't care what the sin was, it doesn't matter what the person did, maybe it was evil, maybe it was heinous, maybe they 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 deserve some sort of punishment. When Christians start thinking that's good, I'm glad we need to check ourselves because at that point, what we've decided is what they did was so bad. They didn't deserve any chance of redemption. They didn't deserve any chance of, of being saved. They didn't deserve any chance of forgiveness that they, they just, it's good that they, they didn't get that chance. It's good that they're gone. And you know, when Christians start thinking like that, once again, I say, we've got to check ourselves. We got to check our attitude because when we talk like that, it means that we think there are just some people that, that shouldn't be saved. That's not what God's attitude is. If God had his way, everybody would be saved. I don't care who the worst person in the world is, that they would be saved if it was up to God, if, if they could be. Well, that's why he tells us to stand in the gap and intercede for one another. We should always be praying for, you know, government leaders, friends and family, our enemies. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. And uh, that's going to do it for this uh, edition of Faith on Fire. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, just keep walking by faith. That means walk by the word of God. You have a blessed day. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.